In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. I remember being at Hammond Stadium. It was like, it wasn't an even official game. And I think you were pitching. And and everything, It's a, here's a different conversation, but everything is about was radar gun readings. Like we want to make sure, hey, Daniel Bart's still throwing 99, right? Oh, wait, wait, 94 on March 5th? What's going on? What's happening? What's wrong with him? And, and... And meanwhile, conversely, I the next year, a guy named Alan Webster shows up, and he's throwing ninety nine. It was like the storyline for three weeks. How how like ninety nine? Oh my goodness, it's such a big thing. But I think that looking back, Daniel, number one, the radar gun readings. This is why they shut it off sometimes in the first few games. I think um, they don't want people obsessing yeah. over it, and also. Is it more like you have so many more machines, for lack of a better term, to measure effectiveness of pitching than just velocity? Then to think back about what that was and how simplistic it was, it, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah, but a lot of people haven't moved past it. You know, it's still kind of the baseline measuring tool um, for whether a guy's healthy and whether he's throwing like himself. And I mean, it still works. But you're like you're right. There's there's so many other ways to look at it, um, and I, that's not my job as a player. I thought I'd leave that to the the professionals. <laughs> um, no, I, I try to understand myself, and and if there's one thing I've learned is that when I keep things really simple, stay out of my own way. Uh, that's that's the best best and best way for me to work. Do you ever do you ever freak out about radar gun readings one way or the other? Like, oh, I hit. Oh a- yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Give me, give me, give me two good examples of it from both sides. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. Let's see. I mean, I, I remember it being a really big deal for me. So I, I, I think when I retired uh, for those two years, one big thing was I was always obsessed with, not obsessed with, it's the wrong word. My how hard I was throwing when I was playing or when I'm playing has always been attached to like my confidence level, right? I'm seeing the 98, the 99, an occasional hundred, like who cares what it's doing? Like, you're going to feel good about yourself. Right. <laughs> and for me, like I've thrown hard, you know, since high school, like how hard I can throw has been kind of something that I've gotten a lot of praise for. And, you know, a lot of my identity as a pitcher and therefore as a person in some ways um, are around throwing the baseball hard, right. Lighting up a radar gun. So when, when you see it dropping into that 93, 94, um, it's just, you're like something ain't right. Something's not right. Um, 
And I think when I first, when I first came back with the Rockies, I tried not to pay attention to it. You know, I wanted to see certain things. I, I was like, if I can pitch in the mid nineties, I think I can still get outs in the big leagues. And I kind of surprised myself. I think in spring training, I was touching some 97s, 98s. And I was like, Ooh, still got it. And I uh, learned from there. And I think my most proud moment from a physical standpoint was I hit like a hunt. I think it was in 21. I hit, you know, touched, uh, I think a hundred or 101 in a game Ooh. at 36. So that, that I was proud of, you know, aside from anything else that's happened in the game, like that was kind of cool just to be like, I'm pretty old now, but I can still do that. It's a good feeling. Oh. Um, yeah, and then the and then the other the, on the flip side this past year, you know, I was, I was pitching hurt most of the year. I had this elbow issue that was kind of lingering, um, and I was just having a hard time getting a really getting over ninety five. And for a good chunk of that first half of the season, it was it was eating at me because I was like, I'm not myself. I'm not myself. I'd go and have a one two three inning but I was pitching at 93, 94 and I like wasn't happy with it. Cause I'm like, that's something's not right. Something's not right. And, um, it took me a while to, to get to where I could go have a, a one, two, three inning or quick inning throwing 94 and be like, that was awesome. That was good. I can be happy with that. It's still hard for me. So I, it's just, I'm trying to get my ego, you know, shrink it down and not let that play such a big role. But I think it's, part of how I'm wired and you know I, I I'm more competitive with myself than I am with with others mm. for whatever reason I compete I like to compete against myself past version of myself trying to trying to one-up myself in ways I'm competitive with people too but it's I'm probably more competitive with myself so I think that's where that comes from well it helps that you're good because if you don't want to be competitive against someone who's bad so it's like you're being competitive against someone who's good. So like, that's good. Yeah. And, and so when you, sure. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm again, that's, I'm in, in the most bizarre way I'm building you up again. There you go. Um, but uh, it's funny because the, the radar gun, I don't know if you like look back, you know, how you see it. Like if that's another thing, right? Because, I think it was our good friend Papelbon who's once so this was a while ago. It was like, why don't they, you know, why did they let the hitter see the radar gun readings? We don't see whatever. So just turn around. I know well, I mean, his point was the hitters are getting I, I don't I'm, I'm <laughs> so the hitters are getting to see like how good the pitcher is. Um, but you know, so that's basically his point. It was so do you? So you turn around to look at the radar gun readings. I see. I've looked at yeah, probably eighty percent of the pitches I've thrown in my career. I've picked really? up. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of it. Some of it is like you, you. You do get like, especially if you throw, if you if you put up a good number early in the inning. I see a ninety-eight, and I'm like, okay, we got it today. Um, and then sometimes I like, especially with my slider. Um, I'm kind of looking to see what speed it's at. Like, okay, that one was 88 and he was out in front. I can take a little off it down to 85 and he's really going to be out front. Like, you know, things like that. Or like he was late on that fastball and I'll look up at his 95. I'm like, okay, I didn't even, I didn't let that one eat. I still got a couple more miles in the tank. 
So now I know I can add to it, things like that. Like you're actually using it to kind of gauge where you're at. And then there's the whole ego side of just like, how hard am I throwing today? (laughs) But the date, come back to like the here and the now, the dangerous thing though, is again, spring training where you're in, you're in a major league, you're in a major league game and in front of fans, in front of coaches, trying to make good first impressions. But, and you're like, wait a second. What was my fastball? Well, that's not good enough. I gotta, I gotta get going. You know, there must be that too. Yeah, there's. I mean, it affects everybody differently, but I think everybody's. Everybody wants to be. They have a certain number in mind. We're like, okay, this is where I should be in spring training, and this is where I need to be. You know, when I'm breaking camp. Hmm. And if you're not there, you can say all the things you want to the media, like oh, I don't care about velo, whatever. Like you care. I, everybody, I haven't met a pitcher that doesn't have an idea of where they should be. And when they're below that, they're a little concerned. Like, it's just, you know, it's just, you're either not moving well, you know, or you're, or there's something fatigued or, or hurt. So none of which are good things. You know, I got a perfect, I got a perfect example for you. When I bet Jonathan Papelbon a hundred bucks that he couldn't hit 85 two weeks ago. Yeah. and and you go watch that video, you aren't going to find more max effort of any human being ever to throw a baseball than he did when he hit 77. He's probably still sore, too. <laughs> of course. <laughs>